On average, we expected two emergency calls every three weeks. However, one morning, Maggie Mission Station called on the radio that they were expecting an emergency medical evacuation later that day. A lady had been brought into the mission clinic by her husband in labour but unable to give birth to the child. It was the mission policy that wherever possible people should pay a small portion of the cost of bringing the plane in, 170 miles. The husband said he was too poor to pay anything, but some of the mission staff knew him to be a sub-chief quite wealthy and well able to pay something. It was normal where no currency was available that payment could be made with a sheep or a goat. The situation ended in stalemate, the husband insisting he could not pay. The next day he appeared at the mission clinic again with the same plea. The missionary then offered a deal. Give us the old gun you are carrying with you and we will call the plane. The gun, of course, was of no use to the mission, but it upheld an important principle and gave some dignity to the people requesting the service. But on reflection, the husband looking at his gun, valued it more than his wife and withdrew on the offer. The following day the poor wife was in a bad way and her husband came again to the clinic and presented his gun. The plane was duly called and the lady, accompanied by her young brother, about 12 years old, boarded the plane and we set off for the nearest hospital at our base in Jimma, southwest Ethiopia. The flight was just over an hour long, so we were soon pushing the aeroplane back into the hangar, having loaded the lady and her brother into the VW Combi belonging to our engineer. As I was tidying up things around the plane, the young lad came up to me very distressed. He only knew his tribal language, but it didn't take too long to discover what he was trying to tell me. His sister was about to deliver. So it was now a race to the hospital which was about two miles away. Halfway there, more distressed calls from the young brother. I looked over my shoulder to see that delivery was in progress. Hugh, our engineer, had taken one of the back seats out of the vehicle, which was used to carry all sorts of freight. So the lady was now on the dirty metal floor giving birth. Just then, as luck would have it, the Dutch doctor from the hospital was approaching in his car on his way home. I'd just stopped by this time and thought my problem was solved, so I hooted in the horn and waved frantically at the doctor, expecting him to stop. He gave me a smile and waved kindly in return and drove past. Oh no! I had been told all about the process of birth, but never had occasion to get involved. The baby was delivered, alive and well. The placenta still remained. We were only a mile from the hospital where we were expected, so it was not difficult to per me to persuade myself that the professionals could complete this operation better than me. So off we went as fast as that old VW Combi would go. The nurses took over and left me with a very messy Combi. The, that is better left to the imagination. I smiled to think what the response of that sub-tribal chief was when he learnt 
that his wife had given birth naturally, and he had lost his ancient Italian gun for nothing. One hopes that he has a better relationship with his new son. One incident which did not have a happy ending was an emergency call to take a young man, probably in his late twenties, to hospital for surgery. He had been brought to Gatcheb Mission Station, about 140 miles from our base at Jimma, suffering from intestinal obstruction. Although giving birth was the most common emergency we had among young women, intestinal obstruction was the most common among men. It happened at one season of the year, when the new grain had ripened after the long hunger season. Some people would gorge themselves on the new grain with disastrous results. This young man was in a bad way, having travelled for more than a day by mule to see the mission doctor. This was too big a case for him to handle. Having reached the little undulating strip at Gatcheb, the young man and his little sister accompanying him were loaded into the aeroplane in the two seats together behind me. I was felt that was he was able to travel sitting rather than strapping him lying flat. We were soon airborne and an hour flying back to Jimma. We were nearly in sight of Jimma when the young girl tapped me on the shoulder. I looked round and could see, without any words being spoken, that he was gone. Only the shoulder straps held him in his seat. It was a very sad end, as the young man must have suffered so much riding a day's journey by mule, only to die when help was in sight. Again, into the faithful VW Combi, but this time to the hospital morgue. I have a very high regard for mission doctors and nurses, especially nurses, where there is no doctor for hundreds of miles. They have to cope with everything that comes along. A man with a bite out of his stomach from a crocodile, a man with his leg bitten off by a crocodile, a lady with rabies after a dog bite, a man with a spear in his skull. He lived, to mention a few.